everybody, and welcome back to the non-stop thrill ride of surprises and adventure that is Marvel Live at New York Comic Con 2012. I am Ben Morse, associate editor of Marvel.com, and it is my privilege to be here with the Porgy and Bess of Marvel, <laughs> executive editor, senior VTV, Tom Brevoort. Howdy, Ben. And of course, senior editor, Nick Lowe. Hey, everybody. It's been months since I've been live on Marvel.com. I know, and, and our equipment has been never been better I know. for it. How, we how much weight can this bear? Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> As you may remember, in San Diego at Marvel Live, Nick destroyed our entire setup by tripping <laughs> over a table and taking is, down the no, whole camera. How dare you? That I is so typically Nick Lowe. It is nipical. Nipical typically Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe. Yes. <laughs> yep. I tripped over a poorly placed cord. Yeah, as I was the one that was plugging the camera oh. into the yes, power. Yes, it really was tripped no. Tripped over a poorly placed foot. Yes, <laughs> at How the end of you. your leg. How dare you, sir? Right. Easily and often. If you guys have been following us on Marvel.com, <laughs> thank you so much for the last <laughs> few months since Avengers vs. X Men has been coming out. We have been podcasting with these two gentlemen. It has been cutthroat. It has been hilarious. It has been sad. It has been... It's definitely been sad. It's been sad. Mostly I, sad. I was approached after the X-Men panel yesterday. Yes. This guy's like, Nick, Nick Lowe, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he he's just like, watch the panel? Didn't he yeah, know you were Nick Lowe? <laughs> I, you, you'd think. Yeah. But he's like, are you going to keep doing podcasts after AVX? <laughs> I said, well, I, I don't know if we're going to do the Tom and Me one, but I'll probably just crash the normal podcast. And he was so crestfallen. Yeah. He was you just like, see the look of horror in his yeah, face. Yeah, just like, so So now we have to do AVX 13. Yeah. Oh. Now we have to do AVX 13 for that guy. We do need to do that. Someone just threw a beach ball at us I in think the that back. was an assassination attempt. <laughs> oh, really? like, oh, it, was that, it was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, they're doing that podcast again. <laughs> Finally, I'm in a position to stop it. <laughs> But we are recording this on audio and releasing it, but we are also on video, finally, so you can see Nick's wild gesticulations when we get underway. It's true. But gents, we're done. AVX is over. Oh. I mean, we still have AVX Consequences coming out, but as you can see by these special variant covers I've given you, which we are selling at the Marvel booth for uh, $10 a piece. $10 a piece? That's it's a steal. steal. It is a steal. Whoa. We've got the- I'm gonna buy 10 of them. We've got the 2012 <laughs> Champions variant featuring the Avengers, and the, we made another one the variant. Less, the less popular. Yes, featuring the X-Men. So we made another well, one. Well, there's no Champions thing there, Nick. Oh, yes. sure there yes, are. Yes, because no, the Avengers champions. are Champions, no. and the X-Men are Ets. Here's what I'm going to say. They are Ets. Here's what I'm going to say to that one. We're going to call this Champions because the Avengers needed most of these people to beat that one X-Men. X-Men. So well, that let's, went crazy. And actually, and the person who actually defeated him in the end was another X-Men. Nick, so, you, you know. need to hold the microphone to Tom when he talks. You can't just keep <laughs> talking the entire time. <laughs> I disagree because that will uh, you don't ensure my argument is right because he won't You will ensure your argument is wrong by continuing to go on. I've done enough of these with you at this point. But let's get down to it. AVX number 12 saw number 12. Cyclops completely out of control, possessed Flipped by the Dark out. Phoenix. The Avengers, the X-Men, anyone else who was handy had to stop him from literally going all over the world, causing horrible natural disasters, undoing all the good he had done earlier on. Showing his true colors. Which are uh, fire. Yeah. <laughs> fire! Lots of orange, yellow, and red. And uh, then he was finally taken down by the combination of Hope and Scarlet Witch. But especially Hope. Hope, who was never, was she an official member of the X-Men? They not have time to yeah, indoctrinate she was her on the extinction team and on Kenny X. I thought she was kind of like an intern, no. like an unpaid intern. Negatory, good buddy. 
Negatory. She hung around a lot. Yeah. yeah. She's definitely she, on the island. She has a jetpack. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I think that makes her pretty official. Yeah. I think that makes her pretty official. She had to steal the jetpack. Fair that's enough. the definition hey, of unofficial. No, no, no. That's like, well, you think Gambit never stole a jetpack? That's how he became an X-Men. <laughs> that's true. like the hazing. Yeah. yeah you have to steal a jetpack. But at the end of the day, we see Cyclops behind bars. Hope, with the help of Scarlet Witch, using the Phoenix Force to repower the mutant race. They are oh, not back not, out there. Not, not quite. Oh, not oh. Quite. Not quite. Please, this is why we have these. So you All guys right. can tell me how wrong I am. Well, Ben, you're pretty wrong. That's one you're reason. You're reasonably wrong. Your um, wife is calling. I just ignore. <laughs> Hope did not actually repower the mutant race. She all, empowered new mutants. All of the mutants who were depowered, as far as we know, are still depowered. So Blob's uh, still sad. Yeah, Blob is still very yes. sad. Let me, oh, let's get down to some science. Here. Yeah. Lay, science. It on, lay it on me, Professor deep, Lowe. Woo, deep in every cell of your body, there right. is something that we like to call DNA. And in that DNA, there's a specific gene called the X gene. Right. Since it's Scarlet located Witch, between the W and Y genes. Yeah. That's foolish, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, That's the, science, all the DNA dude. letters are way earlier in the alphabet. Yeah. And she basically turned it back on mm -hmm. with uh, using the Phoenix power. It had been turned off since uh, Scarlet Witch foolishly said no more mutants. Yeah. And uh, Hope just, you know fixed that and turned on X-Gene, so now... Well, she wasn't going to until Scarlet Witch gave her a pep talk. This is what you need to do. She was just going to do the usual, I am fire, I am life, I'm going to burn the planet up. She also Phoenix punched Scarlet season. Witch in the face earlier in That's that true. issue. So. Did you learn that from the X-Men? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's the Nick Lowe school of diplomacy oh, yeah. right there. Sure is. So... <laughs> <laughs> So at the end of the day, we got Cyclops in jail. We have the mutants starting to rise up again. We have Captain America dedicating himself to helping with some more mutant problems, which we see over here in Uncanny Avengers Uncanny number, Avengers one. number one. one. On sale this week. Yes, also available, selling millions of copies worldwide. In many different covers. Yes, many. many if you many, thought many. there were a lot of covers here. Oh, you have no idea. Tom has literally had his back nearly broken there, carrying there, around the covers. There are literally more covers than interior pages. Yeah. Is there going to be a blue and red variant and then a green and white variant? Because I don't think we can say what we... <laughs> no, no. You know, I said this is the champions variant and the Ets variant. <laughs> they are very well defined. Uh -huh. and the, the Ets are my favorite team. <laughs> team of what? I don't know, but yeah, that team makes of a lot of sense. So at the end of the day, Cyclops, basically Nick's mouthpiece, <laughs> has been put behind Actually, bars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know how most Marvel books are a metaphor for things? You right. know, like Spider-Man's kind of like a guilt, like it's yeah. throwing guilt. I can dig it. This was kind of a metaphor for me in the editorial group. They're like, out of control. Yeah. <laughs> mad with power. Everyone had to team up Great to take you stuff. down. Exactly. Not preventing you from doing any more harm yeah. to anyone. It's true. So now I actually don't edit any books. Right. As can be attested by someone who just walked in the door here. Yep. Uh, We're going to bring him in in just a sec. Sounds great. But yeah, so are you still sticking to your guns that Cyclops was right the whole time? Oh, it would have gone fine if the Avengers had to step absolutely. in. Nick is doing five whole comic books yeah. to prove his point that he's editing himself there, so that nobody else Was it basically Tom edited 12 books which you felt didn't illustrate your point well? <laughs> so he said, no, 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 I need to edit a bunch of books which oh. prove me right. Yeah. Nick did, Nick did six issues of X-Men Versus to get his point across. And yeah. his point apparently is... Well, here's the thing. It's not that uh, I need to prove myself right. I'm just showing the facts to the readers. And I will say this. If the outcry after AVX-12 is any sign, 
they're getting the picture. We've been having so many people with Cyclopses write like T-shirts and right. tweets and stuff like that. Someone made a comic, a fan made a comic that was tweeted at us. Yeah. I think all of us yesterday or something like that. It was brilliant, just yeah. laying out like, oh yeah, y- y- like if you would just let they go into hope, we would all would have been fine. Right. Yeah. You did take a couple days off last week. I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a talented artist. Very, very talented. But no, you know, everyone. Yep. If the Avengers hadn't antagonized and kept the X-Men from doing what their actually good plan was, mm-hmm. the Earth would have been destroyed, humanity would have been uh, annihilated, and we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So that would have been better. The podcast would have been over <laughs> around issue five, so and there'd be like seven fewer of these in the world. So then the winners would be Everybody, fans. yes. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Actually, I was going to say, I mean, the amazing training the Avengers gave Hope. I mean, carrying uh, buckets of water. I mean, like, she couldn't have done that. It's like well, the one, uh, like one of the great points this guy makes in his comic. Like, oh, it wasn't the you know sixteen years of training that Cable gave her. No, no, <laughs> twenty it was minutes that, of Avengers training. Yeah, that's all. Oh, better. yeah, better that was it. it. That was it. Woo. So, Tom, your counterpoint to Nick's mad ranting about if the Avengers hadn't stepped <laughs> in, what would have happened? I think it's pretty simple. If the Avengers hadn't stepped in, Hope was not ready to do the job. Right, says you. Yeah, says me. Yeah, says the one says me at AVX5, and even worse things would have happened. In the end, everything worked out pretty well for just about everybody, including Cyclops, despite the fact that he's in prison. He was he, pretty happy. He got yeah. everything that he wanted, ultimately. So yeah. even for him, things worked out okay. The only real losers in Avengers vs. X-Men were Professor X and yeah. that person who kept tweeting us that they wanted to see Mercury in the new X-Men. <laughs> And never got their wish. That's true. At least the Warpath guy the got Warpath a fan got plenty of yeah. Warpath. <laughs> but listen, to help untangle this web, you two have weaved, we're going to bring in a special additional guest. Awesome. The man who wrote AVX number 12, Jason Aaron, who's standing off to the side. And his right. beards. We have two guests we have, coming. Woo, this is the most guests we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> Nick, you're going to have to hand this you're over. Have to give it to I will take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't be Marvel Live if Nick didn't break something. That is Nick's editorial style. In yeah. a Look at that. Jason, thank you for pulling us out of this burning train wreck. That's I'm amazing. Here to, I'm here to shut it down. Yeah, I no, I got a bone to pick with you. I wrote that carry in the buckets of water scene. Oh, <laughs> and, frankly, I made fun of you on the you phone for it after you did. But haven't you ever seen a Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movie? Come on. Yeah. you got to have a guy training by carrying buckets of water. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's how you train someone to be ready for the Phoenix. <laughs> exactly. Okay. If you can't carry those two Woo! buckets of water, how can you wield yeah. the cosmic firebird? Yep. Jason, Absolutely. how was it, you know, being the last guy on the relay, getting to run the anchor of the race, and getting to really put a bow on Avengers versus X-Men? What, what, what was it like? Well, Quite it simply. Was a, it was a lot of pressure. You know, you didn't want to <laughs> screw it up after all that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like being able to write the ending. I mean, we, one thing we talked about all along is that this book did need to have an ending. You know, like this is an ending for um, a lot of the stuff that had been going on in the Marvel U for years. So, we, yes, we're, we were all excited about Marvel Now, and we knew this is a good chance to lead into Marvel Now in some ways, but we still wanted this book and this story to have a definite beginning, middle, and end. I think it does. I think it does put a little bow on some of the, the stuff, you know, going all the way back to House of M. And mm-hmm. a, lot of stuff, a lot of the stuff that's been going through the X universe is for years now. So, yeah, I mean, it, hopefully it's a nice little ending and then still leads you into stuff like Uncanny Avengers and everything else we got coming up. Now, Jason, I've been wanting to ask someone on the podcast this because I'm in here with these two every two weeks. <laughs> God bless you. Now, as a guy who's an X-Men writer, 
but you're being edited by the Avengers editor, where they're like greasing the palms, where they're like, <laughs> when a pro team is trying to recruit a college player, where they're trying to influence you as you're writing the book, like Nick going, hey, you know, maybe Cyclops doesn't have to lose. Nick would maybe negotiate Cyclops by calling up and saying, I've seen you with the buckets of water, man. That sucks. What are you doing? So it was pretty easy on my part. Yeah. I just let Nick do his thing. Tom doesn't actually like editing books, as, as you can see from his books. Well, as you can see by having multiple editors on this book, we basically had no editor on this Yeah. <laughs> you guys really so, fended for yourself, and yes. I think that's so, more of a credit than ever to uh, the writing abilities of you and the other guys who worked on this book. Sure, that's because, why it took five of us. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. well, the bungling on our side. Yeah. Four to run interference. Right. Well, it was a very unique structure where you had two editors, you had five writers, you had three artists. For all three of you guys, what did you learn from this process of doing all 12 issues, and what would you repeat? What would you kind of tweak next time as far as having so many people working? Well, I tell you, going into it, I thought it was going to be a lot more difficult to wrangle than it actually was, so that was really a, a nice surprise mm -hmm. with that many people, and each guy is going to have a slightly different opinion on the story, on what to do and how things would operate. But for the most part, everybody got along real well. Everybody was respectful of everybody else's opinions. We were able to come to conclusions and definite decisions whenever there was a story matter. And for the most part, everybody kind of like got on board. And even if they didn't agree 100% with a decision, once you kind of made a call, everybody you know, was able to move ahead with it in a, in a real sort of unified team manner. That goes to the artists as well, Johnny oh, yeah. and Olivier and, and Adam. So just. The sheer number of parts, this should have been a lot more difficult than it was, but it was really, really smooth. And Jason, from your end, what did you learn as far as working with four other writers? Is it something you would do again, or you just like, everyone get out of my house now? I wouldn't say I'm anxious to jump in and do it again yeah. right away. It was, I mean, it was a lot of work, but just something very different than anything I've ever done. You know, I've never worked in a writer's room on a television show or anything like this, and I mean, that's what I imagine it, what that experience is like. So yeah, I mean, it was weird. It was like Tom said, you know, going in, we all you know, said like, we gotta be pulling in the same direction or this is gonna be a huge disaster. Uh, but I think the fact that we did have five different guys on it made this a special project. I mean, any five of those writers could have taken that idea and written it and you would have gotten a good event. But I think the fact that you do all five different guys, five guys with very different styles, mm -hmm. uh, I think that made it something completely different. And, you know, and I like that, I like that it changed up the structure, the way we've done our events the last few years, multiple writers, multiple artists, we just did two issues each month. I like all that. I like that we changed it up, and I think you know, fans responded, fans uh, bought into it. How would you define your style? I, that's not for me to say. <laughs> yeah, sure it is. Beardly? I don't know. Yeah! <laughs> buckets of water, lots of people yep. carrying buckets of water. <laughs> that's one of my trademarks. <laughs> now, we know Jason wrote the final issue, did a great job. Tom was the editor of record. Your name is yep. in the Indonesia. Nick, what did you do? <laughs> I sniped at Jason. Did you, did you see him break the microphone before? Yes. Well, I mean, that's what he's that's, doing a lot of That's time. it. It was actually interesting. We were talking earlier, and our video team did not know why all their equipment was being broken. And we said, oh, you guys didn't know that's because every time Nick comes into a podcast, he breaks something. Yeah. Yeah. I tore a doorknob off one time. Yeah, we explained <laughs> it. That happened. Apparently, uh, no one knew that that's why the doorknob was broken in that room. Now, first of all, yeah. I did not break it. it the screw was not tightened properly, so it just came off. That's, I did not break it. It was poorly installed. Are you, are you a, like a real-life Scarlet Witch? Like, yeah, <laughs> real no, no, no more doorknobs! No more doorknobs. <laughs> Beat me to it. Uh, kind of. Look, yeah. I, I, 
I, I gotta say, like, you know, we've given Nick a lot of hassle for his general uselessness, and most of that is true. <laughs> but in fact, he was a great contributor to the whole of AVX. You know, he read every plot, every script. He gave back notes and thoughts. He came at stuff, you know, from an X-Men world perspective. Like, he's much more into the machinery of that world than I ever could be, having edited it for so long. And I, I found his insight and his point of view valuable to have on all of those issues. I didn't listen to a word of it, and we didn't do any of it, <laughs> but it was valuable to have it. See, I was going to thank you for all those nice things, but now I'm not going to. <laughs> I didn't say, Nick, you should say something kind of nice about Tom and then swerve at the end now, just to, you know, bring a full circle to this podcast <laughs> he, He'd experience. have to come up Can with I something. swerve first and yeah. not skip just all the nice swerve. stuff? Just go no, to the swerve. Just go to the swerve. It was very fascinating to watch Tom, the master of event editing mm -hmm. at work, and so I, I did learn a lot. I mean, he's a total jerk. I was about to swear, and I saw our sign about mind your language. I was about to go jugular, but I'm trying to tone it down for you wonderful, wonderful people out there, all you children. But uh, yeah, he's, he's a decent guy. All right, very nice. Uh, I'd like to point out I have to work with both of these guys. Really? Yes. That's true, because now you're writing Thor in yep. addition to Wolverine and right. X-Men. Now I'm straddling the uh, Avengers X-Men fence. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a bucket of water so in each camp. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I get to work directly with Nick and then work with Lauren and Tom's office. So. Well, sir, we... Uh, see we see what I have to deal yeah, with on we, like <laughs> a weekly basis. We appreciate your hard work. Yeah, I mean, I do this 10 minutes every two weeks, and I don't remember the last time I saw my family, just because <laughs> every time I go home, it's just a traumatic post-stress episode. <laughs> but it's been a delight. Let's go lightning round real quick. <laughs> Favorite. You always wake up, yeah. like your wife wakes up and there's like a, a podcast mic right, right out the door. <laughs> what are you doing, Matt? I'm like, no, Tom, put that crowbar down. The office has to pay for that radiator. Inside joke, gang. Whoa. <laughs> Here's the explanation. Tom broke a radiator with a crowbar in his office during our last podcast. Not that hard to unpack. Not intentionally. No one <laughs> breaks anything. Who knew that that radiator would break when you hit it with yeah. a crowbar? <laughs> It seemed like a good idea at the time, Jason. You don't know these things until you try, right? <laughs> All right, we're real quick because we're running out of time. Lightning, Lightning round. Final thoughts on ABX from the writer and the two men who somehow got it done. Cyclops was sort of right. <laughs> Cyclops was definitely right. The Avengers are jerks. Cyclops was in jail. And there you go. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Tom and Nick, in all seriousness, for all the time you've given us over the last few months. I know I have been dragging you out of meetings and doing actual work to sit in a room and make inside jokes with me, and it's been a delight. Jordan White thanks you. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> I know. No, Jordan White's a big fan. Jason, thanks for coming on the show today and trying to put some sense to all of this and for writing a great issue. I enjoyed the water balancing scene personally. It really resonated with me personally. Your inside. Yeah, I think oh, I think it's something everyone can understand. Thank you guys for everything. Wolverine of the X-Men and Thor. And thank you guys for watching. This is Marvel, your universe, and we'll see. Yeah, that's that's the final way. Thank you.